0: Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Mindful podcast. I'm your host Carrie Bishke. Whether you're joining me on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify or Apple, I'm happy to have you here. Thanks for being patient with me as I've had a little bit of a hiatus and haven't recorded for a couple of weeks. So, thank you to um, all my listeners who have just been really patient throughout this process. I'm still transitioning and moving and getting getting settled into Florida. So, uh, on today's episode, we are going to talk about athlete tested strategies to improve confidence. So whether you're a coach or an athlete or a parent, you can utilize some of these tools and, and tips to help your athlete, um, you know, when they're struggling with having confidence. So we all know that as an athlete, when you're having struggles, you're really struggling confidence-wise, that obviously impacts your mental health and your overall performance and, and quality of life as well. So it can be really devastating when an athlete uh, is struggling with their confidence. So maybe they've had a couple of bad games or you know coaches have have put them down and they aren't feeling really s- strong and, and confident as players and people. Um, so how can we kind of help to to motivate them and to, to get their confidence to a place where, you know, they're not only feeling good mentally, but they're also able to, to perform as well. Cause if they're not, you know, if you're an athlete and you're not in a good spot mentally, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to perform. Right. So we have to take care of that mental health piece first. So, you know, as athletes, self-esteem and self-identity are are really the foundation of self-confidence. So which in turn impacts performance. So we have to look at, you know, the identity and self-esteem piece when we're looking at overall self-confidence as well. So for coaches, any coaches that I have listening to this episode, things that you can do, one thing that you can do that can be really helpful for improving your, you know, the confidence for your, for your athletes is to provide, Um, you know, that social support and that positive constructive feedback, regardless of outcome. So whether or not uh, one of your athletes is performing and, you know, doing the skill correctly, you're, you're providing that positive constructive feedback, um, you know, consistently. So I think where I see a lot of coaches kind of drop off um, and, and have struggles is where that, that constructive criticism can be not provided consistently. Um, so if an athlete knows day to day what to expect from their coach and it's consistent, uh, you know, that's, it's really, really helpful. So that's a piece that coaches can kind of take with them that can really help, um, with, with confidence for, for athletes as well. So I'm going to talk about three tips or strategies that we can tangibly, uh, you know, implement to help improve confidence in athletes. And, I, and so that's where we'll be, that's where we will be going for the, for this episode. So I know as an athlete myself, I've struggled with confidence at, you know, at different times during my career. And I know, especially now transitioning from being professional indoor player, um, volleyball, and to now transitioning to the beach game, you know, I've really struggled with, with confidence at times as well. I was just at a, a a practice the other day where there were a bunch of athletes around me who have played beach forever, had the same partners forever. Uh, the beach was in their probably in their backyard growing up. And, you know, I feel like Bambi on ice kind of like trying to newly find myself in this sport that seems so foreign it's it's so different from from indoor and so of course you know some of that self-talk starts creeping in and are you good enough should you be here what are you doing here right so that's no one's immune to that it's it's just how do we learn to kind of work with that when our confidence um kind of diminishes a little bit and we start to you know be really hard and beat ourselves up um so we're going to talk about understanding that, that fear um, you know, the fear of making a mistake or not being good enough and kind of what that looks like. So I think one of the misconceptions um, you know, that people have about fear and, in athletics is that it's, it's always a bad thing. Right. Um, and it's really important for us to understand fear and how to work with it because having fear can keep us, you know, can help keep us safe, you know, um, from certain situations. So we don't want to discount that fear is always bad. It, it does help keep us safe in so many different situations. Right. Um, but it's that imagined fear that we want to be really, really mindful of. So the things that haven't happened yet, the things that might happen, right? Um, So that's another story, that type of fear, not helpful, right? It's really unhelpful for uh, your, you know, your self-talk and for your overall performance. So it's important for us to distinguish whether that fear is actual or if it's imagined, right? Um, because we don't want our fear of making mistakes and fear of what might happen own us, right? We want to be in the driver's seat. We want to have control, um, over our thoughts and over our behaviors and how we respond, um, to different situations. So that imagined fear is, is so, so important to understand. So as a coach or as a parent, if you see, um, your athlete or you're an athlete yourself and you find yourself thinking of things that might happen. And that's, that's the fear and anxiety that, that is, it's pretty common for you. It's common for lots of athletes. So you're not alone. Don't worry. Um, But that's what we want to be really mindful of the things that haven't happened yet. Um, So the fear of making a mistake or repeating a a mistake or getting yelled at that kind of stuff. Um, So the feelings are real. So we don't want to, you know, and not validate that those feelings are real. Cause the feelings are real, right? But the situations are not real. They haven't happened yet. They're they're imagined. So just finding, finding that difference and being really, really mindful of that. So a tip to help with that, if you're an athlete, who's constantly thinking of what might happen and what might go wrong, right? So a tip that I, I tell my clients all the time is to focus on shifting that attention to what you can control. What is happening? What are you in control of to help give you, um, you know, some of that, that power back to really empower you, uh, you know, to feel in control of, 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 some things, right. Um, so what, what do you have control over your, your breath, your attitude, um, something, you know, something technical that you can focus on. So we're just trying to shift gears and shift out of that space of, what might happen and what might go wrong to, okay, what is happening and what can I do about it? Right. So shifting that attention to what you can control. So that's a tangible tip for you. If you're um, you know, working with, with some of that fear and anxiety and it's diminishing your, your confidence. So the second thing that I want to talk about is, you know, mantras or affirmations. I'm sure you guys have, have heard um, those before and really, you know, mantras and affirmations are really, really helpful for, uh, you know, for self-talk if you're someone that struggles with negative self-talk and beating yourself up. And, um, again, thinking about things that, that could go wrong and thinking about things that you're doing wrong. Um, you know, those can be really, really helpful tools for you, the, the mantras and affirmations, um, you know, and they can be really, they can be so different. I work with athletes who have so many different mantras or affirmations that, that work for them. And so they can be motivational or self-soothing or technical, right? So when I talk about motivational or, you know, self-soothing, um, you know, something that a, a mantra for that might be, um, you know, just breathe, right. Or you're Okay. So I really like coupling, um, you know, a mantra, making it short and short and sweet. So you can remember it, you can latch onto it pretty quickly. Um, so not like full sentences or paragraphs and full pump, pumping yourself up through like, yeah, full speeches or anything like that, but just something quick and easy that you can latch onto in the moment um, to help really regulate your nervous system and to calm you down. So finding something that you can connect with is really, really important. So we want to, um, you know, find something that's, that's sounds good to you. That means something to you. So whether it's you're okay, um, you know, just breathe, um, you know, or something technical like chest up, shoulders back, or you know, arm high, something technical that that reminds you of the skill that you're doing, or maybe a mistake that you made um, in the previous play. Okay, what did you? Where did you go wrong? Like what? What happened? What can you correct? Um, you know, technically that can help you in the next play. So sometimes that can be really helpful as well and can get you out of your own head. If you're thinking about something physical that you can um, work on for that next play, guess what you're not doing, focusing on that mistake. So it's really just shifting your attention. Um, So a tip for mantras and affirmations is just really finding one that you connect with and repping it out. So we want to find something that means something to you that you can, you know, latch on to and then practice using it so that in those moments when you need it, you have it and you've, you've practiced just like with, um, you know, physical practice uh, and using those, those skills and, um, tools that you learn during practice physically, you can mentally have those mantras and, and, uh, affirmation practice so that you can pull those out when you need to. So find a mantra that you connect with and, and just practice using it and practice different ones. Maybe you want to try out three different ones and see which ones actually work for you. So that's something that you can that you can try. Um, and let me know how that, how that works for you. I love hearing about how you guys are utilizing some of these tools and, um, you know, how they're working or not for you. (laughs) So let me know. Um, the third thing that can be super helpful with helping improve confidence is using visualization as a tool. I cannot stress this enough. This has been something that has been really transformative for me in my own career um, at at many different stages. So when I find myself struggling confidence-wise and I'm feeling like I'm I'm just not where I want to be, um, and again, with that self-talk and I'm feeling just not awesome about myself and where I'm at, I use visualization as a tool. So sometimes when we get down in the dumps like that and we're not feeling like our best most confident selves, we just feel so disconnected, like the player that we, we know that we are, or that we once were seems so far away. And so we just want to reconnect and kind of get ourselves back to where we once were, or maybe even further along than where we once were. Right. So, um, using visualization as a tool can be so, so powerful to just remind yourself of when you were in a space that, you were in flow when you, you know, were in a game or a season where so many things were going right for you. You were killing it. You were um, doing all the things, and and it felt really good. We just want to get your body and your brain. We just want to remind both of them that that is possible. We can reconnect with with that player that you know, and with that time that you were the athlete that you wanted to be. So a tip for, for visualization, right? If you haven't done visualization, I want to do another episode just fully on visualization. So make sure to, to look out for that. But when you visualize, I want you to think of a specific game, right? A specific competitive event, uh, you know, so for runners and different races or different things like that, or games, where you were in flow you were performing at your top level you felt proud of your performance and proud of your mental state like where you were at that time so maybe you have to you have to search way back in your in your memory for um you know high school or college or wherever you are uh, in your athletic career dig deep for uh, for a time when you were in flow and felt really, really confident and really strong about where you were mentally and physically. And then I want you to reconnect with some of those details. So who was around you? Who were your teammates? Who were your coaches? What team were you playing against? Who were you racing against? What were you wearing? What did your hair look like? Um, What were you eating during that time? Um, How did your body feel? How did it look uh you know were you performing inside outside so get a real you know see all the things feel all the feels get a real sensory experience and you know truly understand um and be able to to put yourself back in that in that space so the more details the better um and so go through that visualization go through that that warm up for you um what stretches did you do what dynamic warmup did you do? Um, you know, what did the, what did the performance look like for you, uh, during the actual competitive event, uh, you know, see yourself smiling enjoying soaking up the experience, see your teammates, uh, soaking up that experience, feel the emotions. This is super important. <laughs> so feel the emotions that, you felt during that time that brought out that confidence. So you felt maybe proud of yourself, you felt fulfilled, you felt happy, uh, excited, you know, all of those emotions. And then sometimes during visualization, it's really funny. I'll do that with my, I'll do it with my clients and I'll just see like a little smile, uh, you know, across their face. Cause they're getting so into it. They're really bringing themselves back there. And that's so cool because it means if you can connect with that experience emotionally, you're putting yourself back in that experience and you're, you know, reliving that and guess what happens your brain and your body are remembering how it feels to feel that good. And they're like, Hey, let's, let's recreate that that's possible. That feels, feels closer. So putting yourself back, back there can, can just help kind of jog your memory and remember, um, you know, help you help you remember where you were and how you can get back to that place where you felt and you feel super confident. So, it's such an awesome tool. I can't tell you how much I love visualization. Um, and it is, it is challenge. I mean, word, word of warning, like it is, it's challenging. You have to practice visualizing in order to become better at it. So don't be surprised if it's hard for you to kind of get into, um, it can be really challenging for people who are not doing a guided meditation, uh, with a practitioner like myself. Sometimes it, I mean, it is definitely possible to do it on your own. It's just it requires a little bit more practice and um, just patience. Be patient with yourself. If you're not able to kind of get in to the experience as quickly or easily as you might want to, just keep practicing. Don't don't give up on it. Just just keep keep being patient with it. So that's the tip um, visualizing, uh, you know, and I would recommend visualizing If you're someone that's been struggling with your confidence, visualizing prior to practice and games. Again, you want to really rep out the, you know, rep out this tool. So make sure that you're using it enough. You're practicing it enough so that, um, you know, you can call on it when, when you need it. So visualizing prior to games, treating, treating, uh, practice just like games. So you're getting those extra reps, visualizing, seeing yourself, um, you know, as an athlete, you typically know like what you're doing during different days of practice. So maybe you have, um, you know, you have lifting in the morning and then you have like individual practice in the afternoon or team practice. And so, you know, some of the drills that you have on certain days, different things like that, what your warmups look like. So really just visualizing, seeing yourself doing those things well, Picturing your body feeling, um, feeling, feeling good, feeling strong, feeling healthy, feeling capable, and um, you know, use it as often as as you need to. So, those are some tips that I think uh, are really, really helpful. These are again athlete tested. I've utilized all of these tools throughout my career. Um, a lot of the athletes that I work with, I I use all of these tools with them too. And you'll see your confidence over time, start to, um, you know, start to come back a little bit and you'll start to feel a little bit more like yourself, but we have to be really, really consistent when implementing these tools. Um, you know, so just be mindful that it does, it does take a little bit of time and just trust the process. And, um, hopefully you can start improving your confidence, uh, by implementing some of these, some of these tips and tools. So let me know how these work for you, what some of your favorites are, and we will go from there. I am so grateful that you guys have joined me for this episode. If you're not checking us out on social or on Instagram at ready set mindful, make sure you check out, uh, ready set if you haven't already. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much.